welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. I want to tell you about a new series exclusively about paint correction. So if you want to hear tips, techniques, and trends on paint correction, tune in weekly to the Paint Assassin's Hour. Okay, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. And uh, we are going to hop right into uh, this new Sam Adams Holiday White Ale. Mr. Patterson, when you think Sam Adams, what beer comes to your mind? Sam. 76, your favorite beer of all time. Nope. Sam 76. But Sam 76 definitely does come to mind, though. You're absolutely right, my friend. I'm pretty sure uh, even Brandon has listened to that episode where you debunked your favorite beer of all time and moved it to the second. And Sam 76 became your number one favorite beer. I think you're getting older, Marty, and I'm going to forgive you for your lack of memory. I appreciate uh, your forgiveness for my lack of memory. However has nothing to do with the topic that we're discussing now about how Sam 76 uh, so was your good. favorite beer and holiday white ale like holiday Sam. white ale maybe is going to move into number two of course light moves to number three is that what you just said nice try oh wow yeah mm-hmm. i like that mm-hmm. I, daddy did good all right uh we are enjoying a sam adams holiday white ale on the pints and polishing podcast mr patterson i know you have had quite an interesting couple of weeks as uh as you have been moving further into daddy daycare (laughs) uh brandon our special guest today from uh, tim's mobile detail has also been enjoying a high level of daddy daycare both you and your own unique uh situations i really want to know from both of you who has spent more time now dressing up in costumes uh and uh doing videos uh pre-daddy daycare as post-daddy daycare uh dj how many times have you dressed up in a costume uh post-daddy daycare zero zero uh brandon from tim's mobile detail uh, how many times lately, especially uh, doing certain TikToks, uh, <laughs> listen, man, nicely done. Very, very much enjoy the creative aspect that you did. Uh, yeah, no, I, I want to steal it. Well, he really wants to steal the costume because he, he wants to see himself in tights. Uh, I'm wearing tights right now. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not looking. I'm not going to do Look at that. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm look not, dude. I'm not it's looking not at weird. your tights. Mm-mm. Look, dude. I spent too long looking at Brandon's tights. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> oh, what gave you the yeah. idea for uh, such a unique video that you did on TikTok? Uh, I mean, it's kind of boredom right this minute. <laughs> uh, I had the, oddly enough, I already had the Buddy the Elf costume. So I was just kind of looking at, went through uh, elf quotes and seeing how I could try to make it into uh, detailing quotes and went from there, try to make a quick, fun little video and, and try to see what I can do tomorrow. But, you know, we'll see. 
All right, so you both have a little bit of, of daycare uh, on the books. Before we get into that, Brandon, why don't you give some listeners a little bit of info of who you are, uh, where, you, where you come from, where you hail from, what is it that you do? Um, I'm Brandon Timms, Timms Mobile Detailing um, here in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, you know, do mobile detailing, been doing it for, well, as a business in February will be two years. I've been detailing pretty much my whole my whole life ever since I could you know pick up a piece of sandpaper or, or you know help my dad out in the shop been helping him work on cars and you know I'd help him get it cleaned up after he you know painted them and all that stuff so you know been cleaning cars for a long time. What made you decide to go full-time into business? Uh, necessity really I got laid off from a from my previous job and you know, I didn't got four kids to feed. So I was like, well, I got to do something. So <laughs> kind of necessity. I, I, I know that number real well. <laughs> By the time it was only three, but, uh, you know, quickly found out a few months after that, that she was pregnant. So, but yeah, you know, I just got laid off on a Friday and by Wednesday, I was out in a borrowed van detailing cars again. So I never really actually thought it, it would turn into a full-time gig. It was just supposed to be something to make a little extra money while I was, you know, looking for another job. But then it kept growing and growing and growing, and here we are. So, All right, so why are you on daddy daycare duty? Uh, uh, if you're out of business, why, why aren't you out running your business? What are you doing at home? Well, me and the wife have the Rona, so we are at home. You know, with the kids, kids can't go to school now. So we're all sitting here quarantining together, having a good time. All right. So how's it feel? Walk us through. What are you, what are you going through? What? Uh, me and her don't actually have, I guess, a mild case of it. The only thing I, I can't smell anything or, you know, the taste comes and goes. I guess that's something to do with smelling, but I literally cannot smell anything. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, pretty good it was just started as some sinus stuff which i thought was kind of just typical for this time of year and the only reason i even went and got tested because her brother-in-law i spent a, or my brother-in-law not hers her brother um you know i spent some some a good bit of time with him for a couple of days and he tested positive so i just thought i should go get tested because i didn't want to pass it along to anybody else you know if i'm in and out of people's cars so dj uh have you gotten tested I have not. I've not gotten tested. <clears throat> I haven't either. No, I don't I don't plan to get tested. Oh you? really? Even if you come across somebody like Brandon said, you just still wouldn't go get tested. Uh I don't know. Good question. <laughs> you, there's okay, like a lot of like false positive tests that are out there and things like that to where it's just like, okay, like if it's, am I, am I really positive? I'm really not. You just, you really never know. So I just take precautions to just not catch anything and be as clean as possible. All right. But you, you suddenly can't smell something, can't taste something. Okay. At that point. Yeah. Like sure. At that point you're going to go get tested. I don't know. Lately, it, my mind has changed differently on this whole situation here at hand as far as like viruses and like contracting things and so forth because I've had to be more serious about it. But like, I don't know, man, like 
go get tested for what if I've got it, I've got it, right? I've got to still act like I've, if I've got a sickness, then I've still got to, we got to take precautions at home to make sure I don't give it to everyone else too. So yeah, there's no medicine for this either. So I right. Mean, so so I don't want to go like, just, I just don't really care to go. If I'm having symptoms and I'm going to, I know I'm sick. Like there's something wrong with me. Like I'm going to take precautions to make the, make sure I don't share it to others in my home. So Brandon, why did you go get tested? Uh, I just, like I said, I didn't want to, I hate to use the word irresponsible. I, maybe that's the right word. I don't know. I mean, I was, he basically said you're irresponsible as well. <laughs> that's totally fine. That like, don't, that I don't, I mean, I don't know. You, just don't, you, you don't know how this, how it's going to affect, you know, the, me, I can't smell. There's a guy I go to church with that's literally in the hospital right now and, and fighting for his life with it. So, you know, you, you don't know how this stuff affects people. And, you know, I just, being safe rather be safe than sorry i'd rather you know hang out with my kids for wife and kids for you know 10 days or whatever than you know try to pass this along to somebody else yeah like i said if i have symptoms of that like i'm gonna pretend that i have it no matter what because in my house i can't spread it around it would just like cause a lot of shit so like i'm not gonna go get i might not go get tested but i'm still gonna take it serious as if i have something i don't want to contract to someone else all right for me i'm not gonna go get tested because i just don't want to be on a list that, that's okay like that's, that's, so i was gonna say so why is it that like, you like that, that's why, why it's are like, you not gonna go get because it? i don't want to be i don't i'm not giving in like this whole pandemic shutdown like i'm not a conspiracy theorist at all but like there's so much more to it than a freaking virus that's going around yes people that don't have an like an, an immune system or a strong one like yes you're susceptible to this it could it could definitely take someone out for sure but like the, I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a drink. Where'd you go with that? You kind of stalled out. And, and, you did, and, and I'm going. You to. had a pretty That's decent okay. thought, and then you decent just kind of like it was, and it's gone now. <laughs> you, you, I'm you, you pulled up the e-brake. You don't want to keep going. I'm, you guys keep on rolling. <laughs> All and, right. And go drip this corner real quick, and I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, Brandon, you say you got a social responsibility. Uh, let's talk about that from a business ownership perspective. You know, where do where do we as business owners decide that, that I like? Well, okay. Well, where do we decide on what's our social responsibility as business owners to get tested and to publicly let people know whether or not we are or are not uh, testing or are or not yeah positive or not positive. How did you make that judgment? I mean, like I, said, I, I just I went and got tested because I've been in you know close contact with people that have been you know um, positive. But as far like I've not made any kind of other than people that I already had on the schedule. Like I've not went around oh telling everybody hey I've got you know COVID. You know I'm not making a big public scene about it. I just tell the people hey you know the people I had on the schedule hey sorry you know I got COVID tested positive can we please reschedule for you know next week or the next week and you know everybody's been very understanding about it and then i just anybody that calls this week you know i just tell them, hey you know sorry we're all booked up um yeah right and you know i'm not trying to like make a big you know right. stink over it or anything and then you know i really don't want to tell people that i you know you, you don't want to tell them you have it if you don't have to i guess because <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. What I said, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm doing everything. The ones on the schedule, you kind of have also. to give them an excuse to why you, you got to give them an excuse, and that's a great, 
a great like justifications of why you can't do their car but the ones that are calling in they don't have to know why you're booked out you're just booked out right. period i mean that's yeah, the, the route i've been going yeah so, no, hey i'm that. looking for the week after christmas right now there you go man so can, you, can, you, can you wait that long yep nice that's, that's kind of where we're at all right so different perspective different places and and why you're at home uh but both of you are running a business and have four kids <clears throat> that you're also trying to uh trying daddy daycare a, trying is a good word trying is, is a good <laughs> word so so walk us through uh what does your day start off like how does it look um lots of medication all right uh so what i mean what do you do you wake up and you just you immediately got four kids to hand. I mean, what what is what does your normal day look like? You really want to know? Go Hell ahead. yeah, I want to know. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, they they all seem to wake up within like five minutes of each other. Dude, it's so. Worse. I'm like, what do you want? Like, this whole, you're like, okay, yes, we got a week. We can like at least we can sleep till like I don't know, eight o'clock at least. Nah, like hell, like no. seven o'clock every morning. At the, like that's a late. Latest. Yes, that's like the latest thing. <laughs> but ne next week when they are the, when they got to go back to school, I will not be able to get them up at all. It's time to go to school. Oh no way! There's no way. Yeah, yeah, they're they're dead to the world me. when we wake them up six forty-five school morning. Can't get them up. Nope. <laughs> all right, so you're up early, and what do you do? Uh, I mean, we go find our elves. We got to find the elves. The elves on the shelf. Got to find that right now. You have multiple and then, uh, you elves, like that's multiple, right? Yeah, we have two of them. We have oh. we, we see so we got two boys and two girls, so we have two elves. Got a boy girl and an elf girl. Wow. So DJ, yeah. no one. We've 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 we got one. We we don't have an elf. Oh, you don't have a elf at all. So my wife has been the elf, like the Christmas junkie, blah blah blah. Like I don't care for. So the thing in my household is that I don't. The joke is that, so I don't believe like she. You don't believe in Santa? I don't believe in Santa, but she does. What's wrong with you? With the kids, right? <laughs> so Jackson finally came, my daughter, my she's 11, my oldest kid. She came out and said, hey, like, I know that Santa's not real, blah, blah, blah. So me and Jackson are like, you know, on a team together. And like, she's like lying to like my other kids. And then me and her are laughing on the side over here. But apparently the elf, so the last thing me and Jackson heard is the elf isn't here yet because my wife can't get through to the elf hotline to figure out where he's at that's why he's not at at the house yet <laughs> Dude, one year my elf uh, broke his leg i had to yeah. like, tape it up because i got tired of moving that little <laughs> bastard <laughs> so he like stayed in one spot for like two weeks <laughs> so i don't i don't lie to my I, the joke is i don't ever like say like hey santa got you these presents or like the elf like I don't ever like say those things. So it's like, Hey babe, like I've never, I, well, when my kids get older, I said, Hey, I can, I never lied to, to you ever. Trust me. I get it. I never have. Yeah. So that's kind of the joke in the, the running. All right. So you guys get your elves ready to go. I mean, are you making breakfast? Uh, oh yeah. You got breakfast. Um, breakfast. Breakfast for four breakfast. kids. What's that look like? Okay. Four so kids. Uh, DJ, it's lucky charms. Dude, I hate cereal. No, no. I make, I can make my kids food. Eggs, what do you make? Eggs, you make eggs? Bacon. You oatmeal. make bacon? Yeah. Every morning you make eggs and bacon and oatmeal. I make them what I would want to eat. Every morning. Yeah. 
oatmeal is like the default like quick one is the oatmeal okay a minute and a half in the, in the microwave boom you're done throw some fruit in there to cool it down mm-hmm. frozen fruit you know oatmeal is a go-to that's like the always the staple yeah but i will make my kids an egg like for sure okay brandon what do you make uh this morning we had eggs and cheese and hot sauce dude um but you know grits a lot of grits um all the kids like grits go oatmeal that's a big favorite and then cereal everybody likes cereal fruity pebbles is a staple here in the house and then you're not having to get kids ready for school you getting kids ready for school yeah well the oldest two get themselves ready for school essentially so back when they were going to school like actually getting out of the house and going on the bus to go to school my wife and I really didn't have to wake up. Like they just like got themselves dressed. They got like they just went to the bus stop and that like it was pretty cool. We kind of felt bad for a while because it was just like, man, like we didn't even see them this morning. They did like, are they at school? Like, <laughs> but they're like six and eleven, so they just kind of do the, do for themselves. So, but the morning is a routine. You got to get the kids up. I mean, now with virtual, like make sure they're up and on their laptops by a certain when school starts, essentially and make sure they have food in their stomach prior to that too. And I don't know, it's just, it's a little bit more difficult being home with them and not, they're not in school. That's for sure. So what structure is gone? What time do you actually clock in? When you wake up. Apologies. <laughs> apologies. Clock into <laughs> business. Work, work. Yeah. So on days that I'm home, I mean, you're up. It's before seven with the kids. When do you actually get to clock in in a sense and start beginning to work? If I need to work, work for sure, like actual things, it's going to be in the evening time when they're asleep. But during the day, if I have to take take care of certain tasks right now where I'm at personally, me specifically right now, like it's whenever I can. If I have a moment to make this phone call, I'm going to make it right then. I've got to take every opportunity that I can to do those type of things. So, And I might have time, a time where I have a whole hour, I just go batch everything. I just go make my phone calls, make my this, do my emails, and just like it's all out of the way. I don't get to something if it, it rolls to the next day. Brandon, what about you? Um, I mean, kind of the same. I'm, you know, we've been you sitting down watching a movie. Somebody calls, you know, I'm holding a baby in one arm, taking a phone call with the other, you know, just doing it all. At, yeah, man. <laughs> kind of doing it all at one time. You know, hoping everybody will just kind of be quiet for five minutes so I can take a phone that's, call. That's the key right there. So I was going to say, what's the biggest challenge? I would, <laughs> I would probably say calls. that's probably the biggest challenge, right? I mean, is, yeah. yeah. How, how do you handle that situation of taking a phone call with a crying kid? Or, you know, I've been on the phone with you and you're like, hey, excuse me, you know, like, and you tell your kids like, hey, you know, you know. How- yeah, there's a lot of like snapping. You're like, you know, get <laughs> trying to <laughs> get them to be quiet and get over there and maybe hopefully you can step outside for a minute, but you know, you just do what you can do. I mean, most people understand and cool with it. I mean, and, and do you think most people understand and cool with it because you explained to them, you know, listen, I'm in COVID and they understand the situation. Is that what it is? I mean, even out of COVID times, I mean, you know, a lot of my phone calls come not during the day. It's, it's, you know, whenever, but when I'm at home trying to feed my kids and, you know, everybody else is at home looking at, you know, Facebook or Instagram and get my phone number and then give me a call, you know, at six, seven o'clock at night, you know, so I, I mean, I'll still take the call, but I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to feed my kids, you know, that might be a little loud, you know, you just have to deal with it or text me or something, you know, but most people are cool with it. I mean, 
they understand. DJ, how do you explain it? What did, you know, you answer your call and you got kids going. No, I won't. Um, you just don't answer the call. Yeah, no, if I can't, for me personally, if I can't sound professional, like I'm like, like it's like they're calling a professional company, like I'm not gonna, I've always, even in the earlier, earlier days when I, when I had, when I was the only one that could do everything in the company, like I always made it seem like it was bigger than it was. So I don't want kids in the background. I don't want this. Like, I just, so that's just how I've, I've always been. So no, I'll, I'll let it go to voicemail and I'll miss the phone call just to, uh, give a proper greeting. I don't know. All right. And, and no shit. Yeah, I'm actually, I mean, I'm just, especially me. Yeah, I get it. And like you, that's part of the grind is you have to do that. But in my situation, I was able to not do avoid that, you know, and still grind as well. So, I mean, like I said, it's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I just, but so biggest challenge, if, uh, if you're at home and you got kids and you're trying to run your business, biggest challenge is phone calls, verbal, verbal phone. Yeah. From verbal, yeah, verbal phone, phone calls. Cause you can email and text all day, which is why like ours, our phone calls cut down tremendously when we um, started using square appointments. So like people can book on online, no problem. So we try to make it to where it's very, very easy to not contact us verbally that's what we've done. So that, that helps tremendously. So the calls that do come in, they're either someone that don't, didn't go, they just too lazy to, I don't know, whatever, follow the trails or whatever, or what, I don't know. Um, but they're very fewer than before because it's easier. It's very easy on our company that our experience is set up to where you can easily book online, figure out your problems without contacting us verbally. Brandon, what about you? I mean, I have online booking also, but I still, I would say I book, 90% of my bookings are from phone calls. Really? I don't know why people just decide to call because the online way, though, booking is there. When I'm calling, when I'm, when I'm booking like a carpet cleaning in my home, like I, I'm going to call someone like, I don't know, that's just me. If I right. get it on the other end, but. I mean, it's there, it's on my website, it's on Facebook, but like I said, I, I still have a you know, not probably 90% of my bookings come from people calling me. So, so what, yeah. And that, it just takes up so much of our time, you know, when they do that, because you're on the phone with someone for at least 10 minutes at a time. I mean, five, five, three to five minutes. All right. To, so, to, to get someone through. So let's, a, a let's back process. in, let's back into that. Right. Because I think if, if, if there's full transparency, right. I think, neither of you would ever anticipate that you would be where you're at, right? Yeah. Having to deal with what you're having to deal with. So fortunately, right? And let's, let's go ahead and say very fortunately, you have some stuff put in place that allows you to operate your business from your home. Correct. Right? Uh, if you would have thought, you know, many, many years ago, right? You, you probably weren't in that situation. No. So, so you've got some things that you've been able to put in place. Uh, Brandon, I think uh, some of the stuff that you've been able to put in place, uh, a lot of it's, you just happen to come into business in a time that allows you to do that, right? 2002, three, four, five, like there's no way that we would have those opportunities 
uh, DJ, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, probably still didn't even have those opportunities. Like that, no. It's really not until, you know, really in the, the, the years that we're living in with technology that you as a father and as a business owner can incorporate both throughout your day. So, you know, Brandon, I'll start with you and then I'll go to DJ. What, what are some of the very important things that you think a detailer should start to implement into their business just in case, right? Like we hope that it never happens, but just in case that a detailer is not actually able to be there, you know, on a day-to-day basis working, um, you know, what are some things that you put into place to, to help make sure your business could continue to go? I mean, that's my you know, employees, they, I mean, that's, that's a big one there. Cause you know, if I didn't have them, you know, I wouldn't be making any money this week. You know, the company would, wouldn't have you know, any revenue coming in. So I think that's probably, you know, number one. And then, you know, so we have the online bookings um, and my phone numbers everywhere. So, you know, try to get people calling and, and, still doing your save, save some pictures you know so you know don't don't put everything out all the time backlog save a few stuff for rainy days basically what i think you're meaning like what was that backlogging content yeah so for, yeah, time, yeah. for times like this when you and i have a lot of downtime when we can we can go and pull from this big data of just pictures and videos and make some shit of it uh well i think yeah what you like when you're not able to actually be recording if you already have stuff pre-recorded it's nice to have yeah. a big gallery of stuff you can pull from to make something happen yes yeah uh how, so is that something dj that you regularly record to put stuff back or how does the detailer start to <clears throat> to plan for these type of situations Man, I go in like different little waves of like a lot of content, no content, a lot of content, no content, just like shooting content on my phone to keep to save and shooting live content on stories on Instagram to like just post that immediately. So mine comes in waves, but I always like to shoot something that way I have it. Even if I'm not in the mood to post a story or this and that, I still will shoot video and just keep it because something's going to click one day. It's like, oh yeah, I shot that. Boom. There it is. And you just have it available for you. So I'm a big advocate of just shooting no matter what, and you're going to need it eventually. Brandon, how, how do you do that? Do you backlog content? Is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, I got a, you know, a, a bunch of stuff that I can, you know, go back to, you know, here and there when I need it, you know, so I don't always, I mean, I put a lot of stuff out, but I don't put everything out all the time, you know, and then I, I got video here that I'm, I can, you know, save and put on TikTok later or, you know, pictures that I don't, you know, put out all, all the stuff all the time. So that's Brandon, kind of where, where I've been this week. Brandon, how's TikTok going for you? Uh, it's, uh, it's been going, I mean, good. I, I views it kind of, I don't know if I just ain't figured out the algorithms, I can't even say that we're algorithms or whatever but like the views kind of go up and down so sometimes i have like thousand views on a video the next one would be like two so <laughs> i don't know it's like or maybe that video just wasn't good i don't know 
it's it's definitely interesting we're we're trying to figure out the same thing you know we'll, we'll have big views and then no views I, I definitely think that when you put out that uh whatever when you can write the little part at the first uh i don't you know uh all right so you record you do the video you go to like put in the information and then when it says uh you know the how, what's that little the thing where it usually moves back and forth yeah, I don't know what I'm Are you talking about. The uh, cover, cover, the yeah, cover yeah. image oh, or cover, cover image. Yeah, yeah, the video. or something like that. And yeah, like it goes. Yeah, and it kind of like gives yeah. it like a little bit. Like well, yeah, I know, little, I know that the words that you write in that box is key are pretty important. Yeah, I know that that's a big importance, Brandon. I think you tag you hashtag local, right? You're pretty big on hashtagging local. Right. Yeah. I mean, I still do the you know detailers of TikTok and mobile detailing and all that stuff but i still go real heavy on my my local market too on tiktok dang so it's, it's you know I, i've not i've got like <laughs> i'd say call i got like two messages about detailing from tiktok so it's not like something big but it is something from tiktok you know no your footprint is planted on tiktok which is another platform <clears throat> great so let's before we we jump over to community pub uh let let's give some uh let's give some just general information guidance you know you you guys are running a business and you're taking care of kids uh perspectives on you know words of wisdom <laughs> if anybody else finds themselves in a similar situation i would imagine patience is a big uh, a big keyword for you when you're trying to think through your day, uh, yeah, or patience. maybe it's uh, you know uh, maybe it's another word. I, I'm not sure. DJ fuck, fuck comes up is lot. fuck. It's a big word. Yeah, it's a big yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, you know what? What are some things that go through your mind? Shit. You know, shit. Yeah. Is it's are just you fucking a, kidding me? It, that's, that's the way the lot. day goes yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Fuck is wrong with you? Like, but I don't say that. That's my, that's my brain. Oh, man, I, every day is different. Every day is different, essentially. Um, man. So there's times I go to bed at night. I'm like, man, like I could have handled that so much better. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, just they're kids, and like they look to us for like everything essentially so like you got to put yourself in their shoes a lot or what was that noise they don't understand how to email, email to respond to or a fire you got to put out at work or the account just dropped or you have to do that like they don't understand they understand that you're just your dad your mom like you that's like you're there to take care of them so if you're on with them, that, that's your job. If you're on and that's what you're supposed to do for that day, like you're you're the main person that's on for them, like you got to give them 100%. Like at least 95 or explain why you can't do the other five. I don't know. Like you just, it, it's tough. Some days are tough. Yeah. Brandon? I mean, I would say, I mean, if you find yourself in some like situation like me, just enjoy it. I mean, you know, most time we're, busy busy working come home feed the kids send them to bed do it all over again <clears throat> you know i've actually 
got to spend some good quality time with my kids and my wife. And, you know, we've had a good time with it. You know, sure. I took phone calls, had to do this and that, worked on some stuff. You know, I started a membership program, you know, trying to get that off the ground since, you know, we had all this going. So, um, you know, but for the most part, I'd say just enjoy it. It's like a little mini vacation right now. Yeah. You know, so I'm just chilling and watching a lot of Christmas movies and, Enjoying the time. Elf, you're watching a lot elf. of Elf. Uh, we've already watched that one like 35 times, so elf you know, I know it time. about by heart. <laughs> uh, top favorite Chris. Let hold on. Let's go over to the community pub, and then we'll go into that. So, uh, uh, thank you. Great words of wisdom. Let's hop over to the community pub. <laughs> Detailers, are you ready? Grab your beer and sit down in your favorite spot. It's time for the community pub. Favorite uh, Christmas movie would definitely be uh, Elf is one of the top ones. Is one that I always watch uh, every Christmas. Christmas Story and then Bad Santa. I'm a Bad Santa fan. I'm a Bad Santa fan. Uh, Brad, man, no respect for Home Alone one, Home Alone one, Home Alone two, Lost in New York. Come on, no, no, no respect at all. Yeah, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, Yeah, so I gotta go Christmas vacation. Fair enough, number one favorite Christmas movie, and then probably Elf after that. Elf is the best, it's just stupid. Yeah, I love Elf. Maybe you don't like Home Alone. Yeah, not home alone. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna unfollow you, Marshall. Oh gosh, here we go. Yeah, you should definitely give me an unfollow. <laughs> Mogi Mogi appreciates home alone, okay? Hey Derek, what about you? Favorite Christmas movie? Uh it's all about the uh Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Oh. I'm sorry. I think it's so funny. <laughs> My kids, but I have, but I still like Home Alone. But I actually like Home Alone two better than one. Hey, that's fine. One or two. Fuck Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> and then I haven't watched Christmas Story in years because you know how TBS used to or the USA used to have it on twenty four hours. I used to watch it so much when I was younger. I, I haven't I haven't watched it in like three years. Listen, I haven't either. I mean, yeah. I mean I eventually probably... you just know the whole movie, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like that stupid lamp. <laughs> Ragile. I should no, probably Italian. still say that. I still say that. Hey, guys, I'm going to go make sure my kids are uh, still alive, so I'll, I'll hop back on here in just a minute. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> so, I'll hop back on in a second. Sounds good. Right, Derek, uh, did you guys get the snow up there? I just came back in from doing the first round of shoveling, but yes, yes, we definitely did get some snow. First round of shoveling. Wow. Well, I got to get up in the morning to go into possibly going to work tomorrow morning at five thirty. So I tried to just cut down whatever we could, and we ate, we ate dinner. I looked outside. I'm like, do we even go outside? Like it doesn't look that much <laughs> like we did anything. I mean, I, we salted the steps and the sidewalks and stuff, but. Yeah, we definitely got some snow. I think it's it, the heavy snow is not supposed to even come until later tonight when we're sleeping. 
So, and it's not supposed to stop until sometime on Thursday morning. Dang. Uh, I mean, so we had a really good snow on Sunday. I was surprised. It it started early in the morning and didn't really stop until late late in the afternoon. Really big, nice flakes. Everybody made really good snowmen. Had a really great time. It was unbelievable. But for us, it gets to go away, right? I mean, we go up to 40s. You know, we've still got some stuff out there, but not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, Derek. Yeah, let's see what it's like out there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not super bad. I mean, we got still got some of the white stuff out here. But uh, but uh, my my poor Tacoma is uh, the whole hood is covered in uh, covered in snow. So, uh, what's it's like it's like? twenty eight, I think. Oh. Twenty eight, but like some of the gusts, like there's some crazy wind gusts, like where you'll be outside north, and like north, and you gotta turn your oh north winds, yeah, and you gotta oh, turn your nice. head so that you don't get all the ice hit the snow hitting you in the face. So I was all suited up earlier, but. I, I liked when I lived in my parents' house because my dad had a big ass snowblower and he had like the snowblowing suit he put on where he had like the the onesie that was all like insulated. He'd be like, "All right, Dick, let's get out there," and he'd be out there with the snowblower. But uh, we haven't. This is the first big snow we've had in a long time. That's crazy, Julian. What's up, man? What's up, Julian? Do you get snow? Do you know what that no. is? That's that white <laughs> stuff that comes from the ground. Oh, I thought that's a, that's the stuff you wake up with. No, no, oh yeah, it comes ground. from the sky. My bad. <laughs> no, I saw it last weekend though. This yeah. past weekend, like over in Lake Tahoe though. Uh, really Brant, Brant, where are you from? Uh, I'm right south of Austin in Kyle, Texas. So we don't get snow. The last time we got snow was 2017 yeah. on my birthday. Wow. Uh, was that a an ice storm or was it snow? It, it it was legitimate snow. Like you could you could make a snowball out of it. I have video and pictures to prove it. But it was a long time ago. So was wh when's your birthday? Uh, is it uh, uh, in January? No, December seventh, Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, interesting. That's my sister's birthday. Oh. Yeah, that we don't get a lot of snow down here. But the thing is. We don't know. Nobody here knows how to drive in the snow. So yeah. even a little bit of <laughs> snow, here. it's like mayhem. Yeah, I, I would have to go back and look and see if that was the exact same snowstorm. So I, I, I flew into Colorado to go uh, snowboarding with a friend. And uh, a lot of my flights got messed up and changed. And we were down in Texas and I got the last seat to go to a flight back up to Denver and didn't land till like one o'clock in the morning. It was a disaster, but it would have been 17. So like you said, there's not too many storms that come through there. I was thinking mine was somewhere in January when I went, but I, it would be interesting to go back and check and see if that was the same storm. It was, like it, you said, there's not a whole lot that come through Texas. It probably was because to be honest, I, I, I fell asleep. I took a nap after my day job at five and I woke up at nine and I was going to go downtown to go out and I walked outside my house and it was a blizzard. Not yeah. for, for us, it was a blizzard. So that it was probably that day because it was very out of the ordinary. Yeah. Texans don't know a whole lot about de-icing planes. It took a long time to get off. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
was uh yeah, not our part of texas north texas maybe but the other parts of texas no way no i mean i wouldn't say we even know i mean we're just we're we're definitely not into that well you're up in oklahoma so you're like what i would consider north texas what no we're we're a good like three and a half wow we're considered north, north texas. texas yeah that's a texan for you wow yeah no, we're oklahoma bro yeah yeah, you're obviously north of Texas, but you're in North Texas to a Texan. I know. That's what oh. I'm saying. That's just to a Texan. Yeah. Uh, Derek, that gives you a little bit of understanding between OU and Texas, right? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm still little, here. Yeah. No, no. I like it. I like it. I went to the state college. Where'd you go? Texas State. Okay. Not, not, not UT. Yeah. I like it. New All right. Rooms? Julian. Uh, uh, hey, what's up, Nick? Oh, I like the intro, the little warning screen on this one. The little warning screen? What do you mean? Hold up. Let me... Uh... Okay, cool. Uh, the, uh, the little disclaimer, the 18 and up. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. You got to be an adult. Hey, you got to be an grown. adult now. You got to be an adult to join. We're talking well, about DJ serious things. Yes. DJ didn't I, I get to experience DJ, DJ, that was that right, was the DJ fun. Tell DJ about it. I got to go to the bathroom. Hey, uh, DJ, just so you know, um, so I have to put Gay Santa on the apron now. Like, what? it's, it's just on. happened. Whoa. And <laughs> when did it that was, happen? DJ, it was last week. Uh, when I was, it was uh, bad, man. Oh, my God, dude. Some Gay dude was like... So, some dude was pumping the air and like screaming. He took his shirt off. We got pictures. Pick one guy had a, a pick, like, had a dick pics as his like profile picture, and he kept flashing him, going like, "Oh, pardon me, I'm sorry about that." And then at one point, some of the dudes like uh, there was a guy in there named like SRT riding clean, and halfway through like the the, the talk, we're talking about detailing. And the guy goes, oh, wait a minute. You guys are car washers? This is a detailed podcast? And the whole time, I'm like, Marty, Marty, these kids are fucking trolling us. They're not actually wanting to talk about detailing. They're just being a bunch of jackasses. Like, please kick them. Please kick them. Right. So, yeah. Bro, it was one for the books, dude. That that was – we're going to be joking like, about that for a long time. I, I missed the right one, huh? Yeah. And then when did. I did – I did the tap out question about, well, you know, what would you do for Santa Claus if you uh, went to the bar, you know, you're at the bar, Santa Claus shows up, you forgot to buy the Christmas presents. What would you do? Like, how would you get Santa to get you the gifts? And like the first, first dude was like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And he went and was like, well, if I got to take Santa into the bathroom and give him the old rub and oh, play no. the snowballs. And I was, Marty's like, Marty's like, why you got to go sexual? <laughs> And then the next kid goes, and it's the same thing. Then the next kid goes, and he's like, well, if I got to take one for the team, you know, and I'm just like, and Marty's like, why don't you just give him money or or get him a drink or something? And then uh, uh, what's his like, name? Oh, I'm going to give him a rim job. Oh. A rim job. It got real bad. It got, and Marty is like, all right, all right. He kicked the one dude out. And uh, it was it was crazy. Like the whole time I was just like, Come on, guys. Like, they wouldn't shut the hell up. Yeah, oh, my God. It was. I felt I felt bad because Manny was like, the one guy was like, well, how many people do you need to start a detailing business? And Manny was like trying to answer his question like, oh, you know, depending on your market and your customer value going in. And then Allison, the guy's like, 
so it takes more than one person to wash a car? And I was like, this dude's just fucking around. Like, it was bad. What are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, we're drinking the Sam Adams Holiday Ale. Oh, I almost got Ooh. that today. Really? I got the Trogues Blizzard of Hops. It's their winter winter IPA. Uh-huh. I gotta go make my drink in a few minutes. Is it gonna have fresca in it? Are Most you... likely, yes. All right. Nick, hey, Julie. What's that? Uh, oh no, go ahead, Nick. Are you cooking tonight? Uh my mom is cooking some fish tonight. I I'll probably just be making some type of fruity cocktail. Oh yeah. Good deal. Uh Julian, we said that we were gonna talk about something tonight. Uh what what's on your mind? Well, um what was on my mind? Well, I mean I think what we discussed, I think, earlier today on one of the Facebook groups, uh, Detailing for Money, was uh, trust. Trusting your clients and uh, how you can use that to leverage your business. What's your thoughts? What are are your thoughts? My thoughts on it? Um, I've been watching a few of your videos with uh, Greg Masterson, uh, Car Care. Uh, He has some really good points and also with i'm not sure of the name but there's another detailer that owns a business over in vegas uh if you can give me the name nick yeah nick um they both had some great points um and i can relate to that you know when you're going with trust and when it relates to your clients you know there's a big trust factor when it comes to clients no matter you know how big or how small they're paying you no matter what and that's just one of those biggest things that you need to worry about especially when you hire employees like DJ, DJ hires employees, you have to trust that, you know, your clients can trust your business, that you're going to have people that it's not going to be DJ, but it's going to be his guys working on his or her car. And that's just a really big thing. Yeah, it is a very big thing. It's tough, man. Yeah. Uh, so DJ, when you first got started uh, and you started, let me, I guess let me back into it this way. The premise of those discussions were how important trust is for a detailer to grow their business. You know, like Julian mentioned, there's trust in team members. There's trust in, you know, uh, customers. There's all kinds of different aspects that a detailer will either gain trust or lose trust. Right, losing trust from a customer ultimately un- unwinds a business. So when when you first started growing and and developing your business, how did you how did you gain customers' trust? Was there anything specifically that you did? Uh, no, not necessarily. It's more just the the basic fundamentals. You do what you say you're going to do. You show up when you say you're going to show up. You look professional. You okay. communicate. Okay. Okay. No. So you say just you didn't do anything. You just did the basics. But there's so many that don't do the basics. So that's, that's what I'm getting get, at. Okay, but I gotta unwind it and that's unpack fine. it. It's not normal. There's a lot of people that don't show up on time. That that's don't a, show up in uniform. So what are you doing in business? So okay, so that's what I'm getting at. Thank you for like, yeah, I'm just being a smart ass. But like, you do the the, the basics is you show up. You look professional, you sound professional, you communicate professional, you use proper punctuations. Like 
all these things tie into a business. You got to understand like you're now running a business. You're wanting people to contact you and provide you money for your, your goods and services. Like they're looking for professional business, not a, a dude working out of the trunk of his car. Like they don't, they're, they're calling an actual business to detail for them. So you have to provide that for them. So the joke was, yeah, like you provide proper communication. I'll be there on, or we'll be there. Now that's one tip I'll get to people that want to sound bigger than they really are is you always use terms of we, not I, when you're communicating with your clients, you use the words like we will be there. We're excited to work for you. You know, thank you to like just different use, use we versus I that way. It didn't sound like it's Derek detailing their car. It sounds like it's, you know, the company detailing the car for them essentially. So, um, yeah, I mean, all those things just really play into an overall customer experience that, that, that brings trust. I want to ask something. So what I want to ask is what Marty mentioned was, okay, we can gain their trust. Now, what about regaining that trust? We lost that trust. We did something wrong. What are like a few ways that you can regain that as a business so, owner? Yeah. So like, what if you like fuck up something or you break something or what? Oh yeah. Let's say one of your guys put burns through the paint or, okay. you know, you know, a door ding, stuff like that. Because so they want to see, yeah. So mistakes happen and we all know as human beings, like shit happens, right? It's how you react. That's what's going to gain their trust. Now, if you take a few days, you don't mention it. You don't say anything. They have to contact you about it, whatever. They're going to lose trust immediately. But if you're like, you're on it. So let's just, for instance, we had a situation we gained, and this is still to this date, one of our biggest clients we have to date on a membership program. This guy has Buku money. We do cars from weekly. They're all exotics. It's stupid. And he pays really well for these cars too. When I first got this guy, he got, he, he came to us because he thought we were the best that like, we look like the best online. He wanted to give us the opportunity. Right? So we're out there doing some weekly washes for him, some bullshit, $30 washes, whatever just to build up to what we're, where we're at today. And uh, we're doing his black Huracan. And I'm like, holy crap, this thing is horrible. Like, absolutely <laughs> atrocious. So I sell him on a coating. It's like multiple thousand dollar coating. And then I sell him on PPF. And it's just like his tickets, like, it's stupid right now. And, I, and I'm like, how am I? Like, it was just like one of those like crazy moments. I'm like selling him, selling him, selling him. Like, it's a, it's a huge ticket, right? And we get it back to his house. We're done with it. Everything's good. Now on our first maintenance wash, I trusted one of my teams to go out and do the maintenance wash. Like you just go, you show up, the key's there, you do the car, you pull it back in, everything's good to go. Well, this guy decided he wanted to make sure he pulls it back in the garage as close as he possibly can to the weight bench. Oh, like for no reason, just, just to make room for the Bentley to go park over here when he gets home from work. Now, me, I'm pulling this straight in. You come deal with your own car by yourself. If you want to make room for what, like, I'm just going to pull it in for you. And he curbs his will on the weight bench. Like, I'm talking like, br like brand new Black Huracan. Brand new, like, so, so how I gain this guy's trust is, is I call him. But prior to that, I had already set up the wheel repair. Already got the price for it. Already got it in line. Everything's good to go. So I call and say, hey, look. One of my guys, or, or we, pulled your vehicle in, we hit your weight bench, it curved your wheel, it's cracked. He goes, fuck, are you kidding me? But 
we've already got it taken care of. We can have a guy there in 30 minutes to fix it for you. You won't even know it was messed up in the first place. I just want to communicate to you what happened. He was good. So you, fast, you placed that level of certainty where fast forward to this day, he had a windshield crack on his, on his Rolls Royce, his uh, colon in the SUV. He called us. Hey, do you know someone that can fix this for you? I said, yeah, actually I could find someone that can fix that for you. I can't vouch for their quality and X, Y, and Z, but I know you don't have to have your car sitting in Dallas for four weeks. You can come on site and do it here and there. And they did it. So I'm just been building his trust that and little things like that. And I'm communicating, Hey, I'm not vouching for this guy's quality on installing a windshield mobile on your Rolls Royce, but I can get it done for you. You know? And it's just like those things right there really build trust. And that client has given me multiple, multiple, multiple thousand dollars every year um on on just weekly washes man that's good all right so that's that's building trust if something goes wrong yeah which is that's that's a it is but what about what about building trust just in general without things going wrong what are ways that uh that detailers can build trust so that right in order, if you're going to have something go wrong, you would have needed to have built in trust beforehand in order for them to trust you that you're going to take care of it, right? So what are some ways uh, that you guys have found to build trust in customers without something going wrong? Just normal, everyday detailing that allows people to trust you to do their cars and that you're going to do the work. Mine's going to be short. Oh, oh, you can go. You can go. Go ahead. I was going to say, at least in my part of the field, one of the best things to build trust is to set the the proper expectation the first time. If you guys are really well practiced with what you do, um, and you know what to expect with each kind of car, with each kind of paint, which whatever you're doing, as long as you're setting the proper expectation, setting the good communication, right, that'll set that customer up to be able to come back and know what they're getting. Go. And a good amount of trust. Spot on. Julian? So what I would say is I completely agree with Nick right there. Uh, set standard expectations, but also have a few core values that you have with your business. You know, three, four, five things that you have and, you can really, and share it with your team. And you want to make sure that they're consistent every single day and every time that you do a job and off the job. Um, and how it, you know, portrays to taking care of the client and also communicating with the client and taking care of if there's any issues that arise with the client. Um, I think that places a higher standard of trust uh, when, you, when you deal with clients because you have these core values that you have with your business and you practice them every single day. All right, so Julian, what are your core values and how do you go about determining that? Because I've heard people say that, but... I've just never really understood how do I make a core value? I mean, what, what, what are your core values? When I think of uh, core values, I would say it can be different for everyone, right? Just say for a couple for mine would be maintaining consistency and maintaining high quality. And it's easy to come up with those type of things. Now, what you have to think as a business owner or a new detailer and you want to get clients and setting up these core values, look at it as in a sense of, Maybe if I was a customer and I was looking for a detailer, what do I want from a service? What I, well, how do I want to be treated? And then you can put that into your 
summary of uh, uh, values that you want in your sheet or write it down and follow it with your business that so you can do it consistently every day. Yeah, that's good, man. So to take it further. <laughs> Sorry, Julian. I was laughing at DJ pulling this this uh, pillow so out. Put, it's got our core values, core values on a pillow. <laughs> They're all top of mind. So we understand you're, you're, you're spot on. Like, but then yeah. a step further, you have to over communicate it to your team as well. So you, that, like for us, it's just dumb shit. Like we put it on a pillow that sits in our office. Like they look at it. I don't know, but it's still top of mind all the time. Right. It's, it's always there. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. We do top five. These are our core values on a pillow. So I just wanted to kind of show off and brag. Oh, yeah. It's, it's cool. That's just, pretty cool. It, it, it even further, like to take it even step further, like on, on the negative aspect of it, like when you want to get rid of a team member, like you can rate them on, like, these are our core values. You don't align with our core values. So you can't be on our team. You don't, you don't fall into. So we can write, we, we write people up sometimes based on our core values. Like, look, like, this is we implement that into that as well so it just like it ties into everything like it's just kind of you're like it's your it's just kind of the pulse of your business is your core values everything is set on that and judged on that so when you're doing your reviews for your team members every quarter you base it off the core values as well like it's just like a, it's like a good baseline for your company Brandon, we're talking about trust uh, for you as a mobile detailer, especially in the where you're at, uh, having the Rona. Uh, how do you communicate and how do you try and uh, get your customers to trust you? Maybe not. Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, if I could do that and get my clients trust, dude, I'd be golden. Hey, are you having problems unmuting? Let me see if I can unmute you. Let me see if I can do it. No, it says ask to unmute. Oh. Well, we can't get it. I don't know. Brant, what do you think? Trust customers? Well, I'm not mobile, but the way I gain trust with my customers I'm, I'm straightforward with them. I, I, you know, just like someone said earlier, I set the proper expectations. I negotiate any issues that come about while I'm detailing their car. And then I project for the future for them because I would prefer that they bring me their car in a year or two or three or whenever they need another detail. So I try to stay ahead of that. All right. Walk us through that. What is it? I don't exactly follow you. Well, so let's say I have a customer, like I get a lot of brand new Mopars. So I get a person with a, with a, say like a brand new Hellcat and I measure the paint and I, you know, I correct it to the best of my extent. But then when they receive the car post coding, I tell them, Hey, look, there's these other issues that I chose not to chase because you have a new car and we're not looking for perfection or here and there. But I also tell them at the same time, what they need to watch out for as far as washing the car, maintaining the car, you know, those kind of things. So I try to stay ahead of any potential issues that might arise from my clients specifically. So in order for you, you're saying in order for you to gain trust of your customers, you're trying to proactively let them know about uh, ways that uh, what, Right. So things like, you know, I'll notice issues in the paint 
that are their standard factory defects from Dodge because I've done so many Mopars. I can tell you on the C pillar, there's usually a circle mark from probably where they mount the glass. And sometimes it can be compounded out. Sometimes it has to be wet sanded. So if I choose not to wet sand it, it might still be there. And I tell them, hey, here's this mark that might still be there. They probably never see it, but I still let them know the things that are on their car once I'm done with it that I didn't go chasing. All right, so feedback. Is, is, is that basically what you're saying is feedback? Yeah, I mean, yeah, feedback to them to tell them, you know, hey, look, here's, you've got this car that they think is completely cherry because they just bought it brand new and they brought it to me. But it's not, obviously, we know it's not that cherry. So we we do what we can to it within our, our you know, package. And if they don't want to pay for a full-on wet sand and stuff, you know, I'm not going to chase those things. But I still feel it's necessary for me as a detailer and someone that's going to see their car within the next three or four years to tell them, hey, there's these issues that are still in your car. We just, you know, we didn't have a package that you chose to correct them, if you will. Yeah, and that also does a, a couple of things too. That also puts that that in, in image in their head. Now they're like, oh crap, that's all they can see now is whatever issue you pointed out to them. You weren't necessarily selling them on a hard sell of like, hey, right. let's go for an extra hundred yep. bucks. We can take care of this right now for you. It's more of a long, it's more of a long-term sell where you're 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 as the detail, you're educating them on you're the expert. Like, look, I see this. Next time we can do this for you. So now they're going to think, you know what? Next time I get my card in, I'm calling this guy. Like he knew what he's talking about. He didn't try to sell me on it all the time, but I want it done eventually. That, that, that's really good salesmanship. That's, that's a long game when it comes to like selling things and building trust and things like that. You're not getting an initial reaction or initial transaction at all, but it's more solidifying the long term. That's cool. Right. But, but my immediate issue is, that's as we all all know here that's all they see is what i just showed them so how do i draw that line between what do i show them and like because if i don't show them that they never saw it but if i also don't tell them that i chose not to chase that and they see it later by some chance do they now judge my relevancy so that's like my threshold mm -hmm. i like it Hey, Victor, uh, we want to ask you about trust, but before we do that, we Nick's a little curious. Uh, all right, Victor's showing out cooking with Victor twice in a row. What's is what's he, what's he, on the is, menu? Is he trying to get a hashtag, though? Uh, today on the menu is chicken and potatoes with... Uh, <laughs> Look at Nick. <laughs> Nick's like, hold the fuck out. Uh -oh. I got smart tonight. Oh, no. Uh, Victor, what'd you say? What's on the menu? Uh, chicken, uh, some potatoes. I got some uh, spinach and some raw jalapenos cooking in mixed with it. Awesome. Ooh. Hey. So you you said chicken. How are you doing your chicken? Oh, I, I grilled it out last week. Uh, not last week. A couple of days. Last week. <laughs> that's the way to go, man. Hey, man, that's a detailer. Yeah. <laughs> I was a couple of days ago. I I smoked it first, and then I put it on the grill. And that's it. Yeah. Damn. All right, so do a little leftover chicken. All good. I do leftover chicken on a regular basis. I did I some did leftover chicken today with a little cauliflower rice. There you go. All Ooh. good. It can happen. So what yeah. else you got? Leftover chicken and what? 
Uh, I put spinach and some uh, raw jalapeno peppers that my, my uncle grows in his backyard. Um, so spinach is raw, or did you saute it a little bit? No, I saute it first. I spot saute that first. Little then, little oil <laughs> in a pan, little flash it. What's that? A little oil in a pan, then cook it, flash yeah, it, yeah. make you know hot. Just a, little, just a little bit of oil, put some seasoning in that, and then I put the raw peppers, kind of cook that a little bit, and then once that's done, put the chicken in, and then a little bit of uh, some potatoes or some rosemary. In. DJ it. wants to know how much sauce you put on it, or or was it <laughs> so prepared, so unbelievable you didn't have to douse it in a lot of sauce. What kind of what y'all talking about? What kind of sauce? <laughs> DJ's under impression that anything you eat also gets sauce on it. I I am under the school of you know if I put enough dry rub and I've got enough seasoning on it, I don't need to like douse it in a bunch of sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, if you cook it right, the first, dry rub, Marty. All right. That's awesome. Gotta, gotta add a little, little, little something, something wet for it. All right, buddy, you good? Uh, so about this detailing, this this trust question, right? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. So the so the the question about trust, right? Is that what you were asking me as well? Yeah. So I, the way I see it, is, <clears throat> the way I get my customers to trust me. I just go when I talk to them. I talk to them like they're not just a customer or a number. I just talk to them like they're people, you know. And then, uh, you know, I detail their car and I just I do more than what they expect. You know what I mean? So I go above and beyond. And uh, just the way I talk to them, they, I feel like you know, with that communication, that trust, speaking to them, that's how they trust me. I mean, I think I've had one complaint on one customer and that's because she forgot to tell me she wanted something done and she thought she had told me and when I didn't do it, she was like, I thought you, I thought, I thought, I thought I told you, and I was like, no, nah, you didn't tell me anything. And so I, the way I corrected that is if you want, I can do it right now. You know, um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I've never had an issue with like customers not trusting me. And I think also it goes not just based on like how you perform on your service, but you know, they trust me by being at their house, like doing the repair there, you know, I mean, not the repair, I'm sure their service, like, Sometimes they'll be out there with their dog or they'll let their dog outside and he's running around and I mean, we're petting him and, or their kids will come outside sometimes and just kind of just talk to us too. And it's like, so, so Victor, I, I agree. I, I remember that. And I, I think DJ, I think most, most, most detailers, mobile detailers that have gained trust will, will have similar stories. How did you get to the point of somebody just letting their kid run out and talk to you, yeah. uh, letting their dog, like, it's, it's it doesn't just naturally go that way. I mean, there had to have been some things that you you did, like maybe be the way you talk to the customer, maybe the way you smiled, right? Maybe it's maybe it's what you wore, right? There's there's some different things that each of us do. We say that each of us run our businesses our own way. We each make our own decisions, right? So then we can learn from each other on well, what decision did you make that that allowed your customer to trust you in that way uh what i do with my customers when i talk to them i try to build not just a like a, a connection not through just detailing but through almost like a personal level you know um like i had one customer tell me she rescues animals you know and i told her my mom does that you know and i've always been fond of that <clears throat> you know just things like that or you know they'll tell me it's weird i don't know how or what why this happens but a lot of times customers when they talk to me We'll get to talking 10 minutes. And next thing you know, they're telling me something pretty deep, you know, something personal. And I listen. I just don't say, oh, okay, 
I listen and I'm like, you know, I try to understand them. And I think once I get above that, when I, once I get to that point, I think to them, they're like, man, this guy's pretty cool. You know, he's just not here cleaning my car. Like, you know, he was actually talking to me, listening to me. He was looking at me, like I said, not just a number, but as a person. And, um, that's always always been. I mean, right, so you think it's that? Is you think it's that interpersonal relationship, DJ? Would you say that's a big thing? Like, let's. I'm just gonna go back to some of the stuff you've said, right? Like, sometimes you felt that there was a chip. You know, like people judged you in certain ways. Like, so for you to to gain their trust, you know, was was there some things that you had to say or? some different things that you felt that you had to do in order to get trust. Hey, this is Parker, and I'm popping in to invite you for a beer on the live community pub, Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. That's a live community pub, Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Come on, you can have just one, can't you? you communicate the service you do the service you give above and beyond you go above and beyond what what what's included in the service what keeps sticking to me now is like what you're saying is victor is incredible and i said the same thing too but like i'm not sure where you want to do your business in the next three to five years or whatever or any of you other ones on this on the pub right now but like if you want to grow and expand you're going to have to have another team member doing the same thing you're doing too, to keep that same level of momentum going or figure out a different way to do it. So mm -hmm. I don't mean it to skip out of your question, but the scary part is we do all these things. Great, Victor. <clears throat> but when we're trying to multiply and grow our business, how do you communicate that same level of what you do down to other team members and trust them to go do the same thing for you? because it can become a point where we've had the same thing in our own company where we send people out and they're just a body doing a car. They're not relationally getting with the client to where we're getting intimate with the client and learning about their whatever, and then meeting their friend and this and that they're not in it. They're not, they don't have business owner mentality. So they're not going in for these conversations for future sales. They're there to make their check, go home and call it a day. So <clears throat> it becomes a point at people like him where I was, where you were, Victor, is that how do you duplicate that? Like, how do you, do you get what I'm saying? I, I think I understand, I understand what you're saying. Like, how do you, how you are with that customer? How do you make employee be the same way? Right. So yeah. much, well, so I got one guy that works for me and, uh, when, when I'm out working and um, <clears throat> he almost has this, how can I put it in words? It starts off to him, what I told him is, hey, talk to this person like it's your family member. You know, when you see them, hey, how's it going? Um, hey, yeah, for sure. Hey, can you do this? Yeah, sure thing, man. Yeah, thank Hey, how's your day going? How's your morning going? How's your afternoon going? Uh, with just those small, simple questions, you know, him asking that, they're like, oh, this guy's pretty nice. You know, this guy's pretty, he's pretty positive, you know, and just the way, like Marty was saying, is it the way you dress, the way you smile, the way you talk? I think that plays a very big portion in your business with the, with your employees and how that translates to your customers. You know, like they have to see that this guy's pretty positive, just the way he looks, the way he's talking, the way he's walking. And uh, I, I got, like I said, I have one guy with me and he's like that. And whenever I'm not there, I mean, they talk to him and they'll be there, there 10, 15 minutes, just chit chatting, you know, but it just goes based off, you know, how he presents himself when he arrives, you know, how he smiles, how he talks. To him. 
I mean, they say don't, you know, it's not good to judge a book by its cover, but it's, you kind of have to sometimes. And I guess that's how they get that from him. They see him, like I said, he smiles, he does his thing, he's nice, ask him about their day. I, that's just how I always told them to do things, you know, because if somebody comes and does cuts your yard, right, they come up <clears throat> and you're like, hey, can you get the trim? Can you trim this in the very end? Yeah, bet. Yeah, I like <laughs> if somebody was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. But it, but so it, so it's interesting you said that. So so I was gonna I was gonna ask the question like, so both you guys are commenting on a certain type of individual that's going to communicate in a certain way. So so let's let me ask this question: How important when you're interviewing a team member do you associate trust that the customer is going to trust this person? Is, is is that an evaluation? Yes, if you're interviewing the person for that specific task, though. So there's certain guys that you, there's certain people that you wouldn't even have customer facing whatsoever. Like I've got crews that you'll send out and that one of the crew members don't even, they don't talk to customers. Like mm-hmm. they just don't. Like, it's not that they can't, it's just they're not yeah. paid to well, do, no, it's they're not, they can't. So no, 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 he's, they can't yeah, and, and they're not yeah, paid yeah. to do so because I don't right. pay you to do so, which is why you're paid so low. Because you right. can't do it. And thank you because I need people like you to run my company. I do. Like there's different levels of, of, of pay grades that I need in my company to, to run it. And there's some that right. are lower paid and I do not want you to talk to my client. Like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so. That's why be careful who you hire, man. That's why that's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. So that's like that's like those guys that got working in the warehouse. They they work back there for a reason instead of having them customer facing. Because if they were to talk to customers, you'd probably be losing people yeah. left and right. <laughs> you'd be surprised on um if uh, one of your employees answers the, you t- you ask him can you answer the phone right and let's say that you're like a first time uh, business owner and you never trained him. You just hand on the phone. Hello. Who did? Yeah yeah yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Derek, Derek. Hey, he went yeah. his car done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how much? Hey, how much for a detail? Hey, he wants to know how much for a detail. Man, should we get you for like 120? What's up? Hey, bet. Make it oh. Bet. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> I had a Sorry, guy that said, Hi, this is Michael, master detailer of Let's Be No! <laughs> oh, I was like, give me the phone. Give me that. <laughs> like, you're done. You're done. You're done. You don't talk to customers. It's a massive detail here. Like, it's like, I, really? I, He's, I, yeah. I told him, sorry, it's just uh, employee in training. Don't worry about it. I'm going to help you. So, yeah, you got to get, gotta get through those moments. Uh, hey, Apex, is that Chick fil A? Got those waffle fries. I think that's some Chick-fil-A. So interesting, uh, Julian, you mentioned a, a, a podcast discussion that uh, uh, we had and the conversation was brought up of what brand do you trust, right? And uh, and the individual mentioned Chick-fil-A and I have some certain experiences with a certain Chick-fil-A that allows me not to trust Chick-fil-A Apex, is that a brand that you regularly trust for uh, for food? Is Chick Fil A? Well, I like it, and today the boss man invited, so we can complain. 
Can't complain. Why is it that you regularly trust them? What is it about their brand that they do for you that you trust? Service is quality always. The food is great. Uh, I like it overall. And I don't know, to me, it tastes even better than a lot of other fast foods. All right, Brent, I'm going to go to you. If you can think of one brand, right? Uh, DJ, it's going to be Nike, apparently. He always has a swoosh on him. So that's his brand. What uh, what brand is it for you? What is it that you like? Why do you trust certain brands? Okay, am I am I off mute? Yes. Okay, um, for one brand as far as detail products, I mean, I gotta go old school. I gotta say, fucking uh, Polish Angel. They've never let me down. All their products have been top notch. They ship directly from Germany in less than a week. I get their products from ordering and they're always at as, as advertised and the shine they produce is pretty good. So they've never let me down personally. All right. So results driven is what you're saying. Yeah. Results driven. Definitely. All right. Overall different brands. What's, what's a brand that you regularly go towards? <laughs> As far as myself, I would say Polish Angel and Poor Boys World. I, I mean, in general, uh, DJ's Nike, <laughs> you know, he, he he loves that swoosh. Is there anything else, like, personally? Uh, no, Vistaprint, because they make my hats, they make my, my business cards, they make my labels, they make my shirts, so Vistaprint. Okay, cool. So that's your brand. What is it that you love about them? that they make all the stuff that I can buy for like two a time without paying way too much for a intro fee. Okay. So what you love about them is low cost to low use their fee. service, low entry fee, high quality for said service. Yes. Okay, cool. Derek, what about you? Uh, this might be a bit of a controversial one, but, uh, I'm really, I don't know why. I, you yeah. don't really love Coors Light. No. Fuck yeah, I'll, Jerry. I'll, dude, that's fucking badass, bro. Like, hell yeah. That, that, uh, the blue, no, no, I was going to say Bud Light. Those, oh. you know, no, no. Um, I don't know what it is, but, uh, I lean a lot towards, uh, either Google as a brand or, I believe it or not, order a lot of stuff off Amazon. So they kind of saved me my house. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's it's for me it's like you said i order things i get it in a day two days it's quick it's efficient you know it's it to me if i the first time i need something i was like well let's see if it's on amazon and then bam i order it like i don't know it's just to me it's been like i lean more towards if if amazon's making it sign me up except for that new fitness watch Uh, except for the new fitness watch what's that what do you mean well, they came out with, uh, it's not out yet, but they have like the Amazon, I think it's called like just the band. And uh, there's some privacy stuff that's come up because apparently you can take pictures of yourself with no clothes on. And it's supposed to take your picture and it uses, like it analyzes your body and can tell you the percentage of body fat based off of the, the, the somewhat naked pictures of your body. You can turn it off. But when I heard about that, I was like, and then the other thing is it can also detect if you're stressed based off of the sound of your voice. So well, it's always much. listening, listening to your voice and it can give you a, it's like, Oh, you sound pretty stressed today based on your voice. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. Amazon. Tell you how disgusting you look naked. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. 
That's exactly what it does. And then as you lose weight, it'll go, oh, you're looking thinner. <laughs> and as you take another picture, yeah. but I was like, I was like, Mm-mm. everything else ordering wise, Amazon. Julian, what about you? What brands do you trust and why? Well, I like Kirkland Signature. I like, Kirk- you know what that is, right? So oh, yeah. big brand for Costco. But what I like, the biggest point I like about it is the value that you spend for the, I mean, the value that you get for what you spend um that ratio right there and they're consistent too i I would think i mean so from both the the episodes that you're referring to both individuals both said consistency in a sense i mean consistency seems to be one of the biggest things for growing trust especially in a service-based business consistent no matter if it's results but for the most part consistently showing up on time when you say you're going to be there. Yep. Can I add to this report? So like, definitely uh, we were, you were going to be next. We're not adding food tonight. So So like one thing I'm always looking for in a brand that I'm going to consistently go to, like two of my top favorite brands, this is super random, but it's the way it is. No. Um, So (laughs) two brands I'm going to go to probably for the rest of my life, Publix and Lakai Shoes. They're random, but I live and die by these two brands. The car shoes, I own like six or seven pairs now, and they've been the best shoes I've ever worn in my life. Super comfy, super consistent. Every pair I've gotten is comfortable, lasts forever, and is ridiculously durable. Publix, I go there for about half of my lunches. Four or $5 sandwiches. I got a whole bunch of different kinds of sandwiches, and they're always good. One thing they have in common is dedication to consistency. Any brand that is dedicated to their consistently is going to treat you well in the long run. And that is what I'm looking for. Like it. I like it. Victor. What are your brands, Marshall? (laughs) Well, we'll get there. Victor, what about you? (laughs) I will. I will. My brand has to be Nike, bro, because I love wearing their Nike socks. Like, they're the best. For me, like, when even I'm out detailing my my feet all day, that's the best. And then... uh, I like Vista Print because uh, I can get some cards for a pretty good price. And then sometimes at the very end, when I'm about to check out, <clears throat> they'll be like, hey, if you had another five bucks, you get another 200 cards. So, oh, yeah. I like that. Um, and then, like, if I'm going to buy stuff, just Amazon, random stuff here and there. So, that's where I'm yeah. at. <clears throat> I, I'm with, I mean, I think. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to go do it this way. Uh there's no doubt that if there's a brand that I have I've grown to trust over the years, is no doubt is Amazon. Oh yeah. I mean, I now have gone so far as in I use the company that they bought, even though I previously never bought groceries from them before. I now buy groceries from Whole Foods. Yeah. Like what? Oh yeah. I mean, they'll deliver it to my house in a couple hours. Yep. Whole paycheck. Okay, I get it, whole paycheck, but it, it kept me from having to go walk through the store. Uh, somebody with ADD that has to walk through aisles, you know how long it takes you to get in and out of a store? You know how many different color lettuces there are, Marshall? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Go to the store. I want to talk no, about you. I don't want to. That's the point. I would just rather <laughs> click some buttons and have it delivered because... I just, the amount of time that I spend. So for me, uh, 
it definitely Amazon met a major need for me of, of simplifying. So my trust for Amazon has been that it just simplifies life that I can just say, I need this, this, and this, and it'll be here. So that's mm. consistency. However, as we all know, it, it doesn't always go 100% consistent, right? Even when you're ordering food on Whole Foods, many times they'll say, hey, this is out. Hey, this is out. Hey, you know, can we move this? Uh, on Amazon, sometimes you can like, and it might be delivered late or you might have this like, so it hasn't necessarily been consistency for me. It's more of what it did for me to meet a need is where I began to trust in brands. If, and I guess maybe that in a part that is some form of consistency because I would have had to continue to go back to them. But the, the thing that they met for me and solved an issue for me, that's when I became loyal. And that's when I really trusted them. I mean, I could go to how many different grocery stores that we have here, right? You can go to so many different grocery stores, but the, the need that, that kept me from having to go spend time at a store and they could just send it to my doorstep. Like mm. once that met that need for me, I became much more trusting of the brand that they met my needs for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Right on. Clothing brands? No, I don't really have any loyalty. You don't, I have zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about fashion. I have zero loyalty to, to clothing brands. I would rather have my own logo on some form of clothing than wear somebody else's logo on a clothing. Mm -hmm. So, so, so brand wise for clothing, I, I haven't really ever had a little, it's mostly just been whatever I could afford or, you know, whatever I felt like I was good enough. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right, Derek. Uh, I think it's a great time. It's a great yes, it is. I think it's a great time. Oh, it's shit. time for that tab out question of the evening. Well, don't worry. It's not going to be as ex explicit as last week, but uh, <laughs> if <laughs> if uh, Santa Claus could bring your detail and business one thing this year, what would it be? DJ is a blumpkin. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Apex, Apex. <laughs> my, my wish is for you. <laughs> Marty, just stop answering my questions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Apex, what is Santa bringing your business? I barely I hear you. Yeah, I don't know what you said. Yeah, we barely hear you. You got to take it off. Can you hear me better now? A little bit better. Anyway, uh, I would like to have a helper or somebody that works with me alone, and we can make you know things easier and for for profit, and you know get more jobs because I, it's only me and two hands. You can only do so much. So if I have somebody else and send the ring to somebody else to you know work alone with you, it would be great. Yeah, very very important finding that first 
first team member is ex- especially, especially important. Definitely. All right, Brant. Uh, what are you saying? What's what's Santa going to bring your business? I could really help you. I want Santa to give me a swift kick in the ass so I can start running a business. That's about it. Damn. I can do the rest. Okay. Kick yourself and you're good. <laughs> so we can I'll, ask I'll you something. You. Derek, you asked the question. Now it's your oh my God. What could Santa bring me this year that would help me in my business? Probably a shop. Probably I'm probably near that getting to that point now. Um if I was going to, I mean, I have a few locate locations I've been talking to one of my customers. He's, he's a pretty big uh, contractor. He has a location that he's building and he's got like a little spot and he already come I mean, him already kind of been talking back and forth, but I uh, definitely a shop where I can leave all my stuff or a cap for my truck. That would be the other, only other thing, but, but definitely, I think a shop at some soon at some point where I can just have all my stuff there. So I could be like you guys and, just get up and go. I don't have to worry about my stuff freezing outside. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, Julian. I think it would be for me if I could paid for at least two years or one year, even at the most, having a camera crew follow me around so I can mm. produce vlog videos mm. and content on YouTube, Facebook, put it on all the channels, even LinkedIn. And I, I really that. like to do that because it's something where I'm seeing as a YouTube in general and videos in general the ads are getting bigger for videos um the more views are getting for videos now we're passing 1.5 million average videos i mean that's something that i want to do and achieve and also deliver great content and to share with other people that want to know about detailing or show something new and show something interesting i should have said that man that's a good one mm-hmm. Thanks. that's all good <laughs> That's a good one. All right, Nick. Yeah, my All biggest right. problem is remembering to film stuff. Yeah, like I've been, I've been, I don't want to talk too long, but you know, I've been doing a couple of videos or quite a few these past few weeks, and like it does take like a big time out of your day when you want to get it right, get edit it, you know, try to make it as the best you can be, deliver the best quality you can when you upload it. Absolutely. Hmm. Like it, Nick. All right, if Shannon could bring me in my shop anything, it would be a central unit for any any of the three chemicals, vacuum or pressure washer. Any central unit of any of those, where I can just like grab it from the ceiling, just like Chicago, uh, just like Chicago Auto Pros has their central chemical system. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, to the ceiling, my yeah. Oh, yeah. My God, that'd be so great. DJ, we had a central chemical system at the car wash, we did. and I had little drop downs that came out. So little, nice. yeah, it it is. You can run those pretty easily. It's just a flow jet pump. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're not that hard to set up, actually. We've you got the, uh, the little chemical management system, like it, it's from McGuire's. It's a little box that you McGuire's one, yeah. Just do. Yeah, that you just press a button and it dispenses the, the pre-diluted stuff yeah, but, straight into the bottles. But it's so, not the same. No, 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 no. That's the dilution machine. So the yeah, pump yeah. system that you need, just go Flowjet, F-L-O-J-E-T. It's a, uh, it's a little pump that you can set up with air 
And then so whatever chemical you use that comes out diluted, then FlowJet will pick up whatever said product you want and pump it out via air. So that's a great little pump that you can go look into FlowJet and that will dispense whatever you want. You can set it up however you, you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Mark, right, Victor. I want to ask you a quick question. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Victor, what's Santa bringing you? He's bringing me uh, a lifetime supply of, uh, you know, total auto solution chemicals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what he's bringing. Santa going to have some discussions. There you oh, go. God. <laughs> PC 105. better have some Bitcoin or something. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, if that can change anything, man. It'd be like, yeah, it's live five chemicals, man, because that shit adds up. It adds up, man. I'm just like, goddamn. But uh, yeah, that'd be it. Chemicals and chemicals and more chemicals and. Well, yeah, after Brandon. Brandon. What's up? I'm here. I'm. I had a diaper uh, explosion. I had to take care of. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, daycare, man. Daddy daycare. Oh, you're good. Daddy, <laughs> daddy daycare. All right, so, so here, yeah. Still your finger, bro. No. <laughs> I guarantee it smells like shit right now, dude. So I had to wash my hands. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Uh, if Santa was going to bring me, I would like a new truck. Like Ooh. something not real, like really nice. <clears throat> you know, you got one in mind? I think I'd like a, a, a Tundra. But what color? I was hoping you wouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. White, say maybe. That, those White, are nice. silver. Those are nice. I like that new gray color they got. Those are, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, that two two thousand five Ram just it's getting old. <laughs> Ooh, you own a Dodge. <laughs> I do a Dodge and a Ford. <laughs> All right, now you have Mr. Patterson. What does Santa bring your business? Robots. Robots, huh? Whoa. What? Robot detailers, bro. Like it's perfect. You don't have to worry about them getting burnt out, the temperatures being too cold, too hot. Like, can they show up on time? Like, program them, and they just do it, and you make all your money. Sounds like you want a car wash and not a detail service. <laughs> the robots. What about somebody? No, I want a somebody. <laughs> I want the income of a detailing business with robots. I need somebody like I mess up their system, and they just mess up your pain and job. They start losing money over there. Some over there. They want to make them yeah, competition. You don't like a hacker? Oh, yeah. You got your own Yeah, I brought my own One day. One day. <laughs> One day. Soon. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, you're working late, bro. Hey, Derek. Yo, what's up? Hey, have you heard of uh, the detailpreneurs? Have you heard of those guys before? Yeah. Uh, so he, I, I think I was supposed to meet up with him at uh, at Mobile Tech this year, and then he was messaging me like right before Mobile Tech, 
And uh, I'm, I follow him on Instagram a little bit. And then he, he's always doing like live videos, but I haven't really looked into too much. I know he had like a service that he was, that he was pitching to try to like help your social media yeah. business I'm, I'm or whatever, but. Right. I'm actually linking up with him next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went ahead. You know, I really didn't know how much I like, I was convinced on, you know, investing in yourself as far as like those programs. But I was like, you know what? I know certain detailers. I know I think his name's All Star Detailing. I think he's been on here before. Yeah. I know some guys from Masterpiece Auto Marvington. I know they, I know they've jumped on with his program and, and man, they're successful as hell, dude. Damn. One thing I liked about him, what he said, he's like, if you're expecting to become, you know, a millionaire by the weekend, he goes, don't join my program. So he was pretty real about it. He was like, don't waste your time and money if you think that. So I was like, oh, okay. So huh. I'm going to, yeah, it's like. You a, guys yeah. find at Decade. I'm sorry. Um, we've built those type of training courses for detailers. I'm sorry, bro. You, I didn't, you were kind of breaking up a little bit. Yeah, so what'd you say? Let me... Okay, let me say it again. Do you guys find it interesting in the past 10, 15 years that detailing training courses paid ones as well has been growing to a different number of channels you got detailpreneurs it originally used to be like what detail king i think and like uh pns oh detail kings are there's still around i almost did there i would say 10 to 15 i would say i mean no doubt on through the podcast we've been saying over the past couple of years i mean the amount of trainings and especially high cost paid trainings uh, yep especially uh, over the past couple of years has been dramatically no. insanely increasing it's because there's so much revenue that goes into yeah. training like it's it's incredible it's bonkers it's another revenue stream for coding companies basically definitely but i mean there's plenty of people that say they need it Mm-hmm. So, so you can't hate on them because there's a market, evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the detailpreneurs—they're not so much going to go out of like detail a car, like they're not going to go out of like paint correction. But I mean, there are courses that people take for that, and that's cool. Shit, more power to you. You know, you want to improve yourself, why not? Um, but I mean, I, you know, I think he's more on the business side of things and just showing you, which I mean. At the end of the day, if I learn it and I get good at it, then I, you know, I benefit. But if not, I mean, I think that's my own. That'd be my own fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, Victor, yeah. there's no right or wrong, you know, answer. There's plenty of people. Myself would go, hey, you know, you should just try and figure it out on your own. It will, it will save you some money. Mm-hmm. But then there's, there's people that would say, no, you should pay somebody to teach you that. It would save you money. You right. know, so I mean, yeah, there's right. no right or wrong. Answer. Really, I mean, it's kind of right. whatever you see fits, uh, you know, best for you. I, I, you know. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, because I, I kind of got into a point in my detailing business where it's growing and it's big. I've been doing it for about almost a year and a half, and mm. I've been busy, busy, busy. But I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm big now. Well, I think I'm not big, but I'm I'm busy enough now to grow into something else. Like, what's the next step I can take? And I can just say, well, let me just Google it. Let me YouTube it. And I could, right? But I don't feel confident enough to learn what I need exactly, what I'm looking for on YouTube. You know what I mean? And so I know you know those guys out there, Master Autopiece in Norrington. 
And uh, I know they rock with I know they rock with him, and they've learned some stuff from him. And like I was telling Derek, I don't think you were here when I said it, but that guy, All Star Detailing, I think, or, or something like mm -hmm. that, he rocks with him too. And and you know, Jonah was telling me like he does a bunch of detailing uh, for like the Boston Celtics, um, you know, the Patriots, the Boston Bruins, and I'm like, this guy was he was a medical. Now he's doing this, like, not to say that that's gonna happen for me, but I mean his results kind of speak for themselves with that. You know what I mean? So Yeah, we love Ronald. Ronald's wow. come around. He's been in a lot really of our stuff at Mobile Tech. And, yeah, I mean, we're, we're big fans of Ronald, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good guy. I, I really, uh, you know, I've seen the stuff he does, and it's really impressive. So I was like, if he can, you know, trust them, you know, then I can trust them as well, you know. So. I think isn't Ronald related or – I think he's tied in with them pretty well, isn't he? Yeah, they're like cousins, right? I think so, something like that. Well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we love Ronald, man. Ronald's yeah, Ronald's good, good dude. dude. We we hang out with him multiple. Mo no, he stayed in our Airbnb before, mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he's a big fan of Ronald. Yep. Yeah. All good right, guy. guys. Thank you so much for a great community pub. Uh, definitely, uh, Julian. I'm glad you were able to keep your dick pics to a minimum uh, this week. <laughs> big fan, man. Thank you so much. You're I know it was I, I know it was tough for you to do, but I'm a big fan that you. <laughs> Not doing it this week. Not a problem. Yeah, it was nice. Oh my god. Sorry. Last week I was just like, I called, I called Marty right after like Marty, man, that was wild. He goes, Derek, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to hit you up after that too, uh, Derek. You know, I was like, man, I can, I can feel it in the air about something special. Feel it? Yeah. Well, See, we've definitely no, put in no, some DJ, you know, as you guys saw, there's some, you know, we're, we're, de we're definitely going to, you know, help people understand where we're at as in the community. Uh, and then some guidelines, definitely. So that, you know, you, you don't ever know until people randomly hop, hop on and start mm -hmm. dancing on chairs and throwing dick pics out. I mean, yeah, I do was dancing on chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and, Thank you for coming on to having a beer with us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always a great, a, a great time of the week. So uh, mm -hmm. definitely, listen, thank you guys so much. No See problem. Again, See you guys. Catch you next week. I'll send you guys. A, I'll send you guys a snow pick. Uh, we don't need any kind of picks. <laughs> All right. Man. No, just it's snow. It's snow pick. It's snow, not. Yeah, okay. I might make something out of the snow, but you know, right, just a regular snow. Oh wow. So, I, <laughs> All right, hey, listen, if you make <laughs> see you guys okay episode is over if you got any value from it leave us a review share the episode and find us on tiktok it would mean the world to me Ooh.